driven, ambitious, and love all things marketing. I'm Emma, with 10 years of the marketing industry experience, two degrees, four awards, and a whole heap of learnings along the way. I'm here to be your marketing mentor and tell you everything I wish I'd have known to give you the skills and confidence to become a superstar marketing manager. And I'm here to be your biggest cheerleader. So pour yourself a cup of coffee and let's do this. Hello, it is Tuesday, which means new episode day. And as we didn't do a whole lot of marketing on season five, episode one, I thought we would get straight into something very marketing heavy, very relevant at the moment and pretty boring. Hopefully I don't make this too boring because we're going to be talking all things GA4, which if you don't know, I'm sure everybody does, it is the new analytics reports dashboard, I don't know what to call it, from Google that has replaced Universal Analytics. So we're going to drive straight into it within the first minute and get going. Now hopefully you've got a notepad for this episode, but if not, listen along and hopefully you learn a thing or two. Let's get into a bit of the background. So Universal Analytics has been around since 2012. They started GA4 in 2020, kind of in the background in beta and have been rolling it out since then. The data, the real data people, I'm not a real data person, have been using this for I think up to two years now. So they're kind of used to it and feeling probably very smug for all of the marketers like me that are now forced over there and and you that are forced over there and they're like, yeah, we've been doing this for two years already. So I stayed in Universal Analytics until the very last moment I possibly could. I'm sure you guys did as well. It said that it had stopped processing data as in Universal Analytics in July, but I think mine went up until August. But yeah, I am now very sadly over in GA4 because it's kicked us all out of Universal Analytics. You can still go on it, but it says at the top, this property has stopped processing data to continue measuring website performance set up Google Analytics for. So it still has your historical data in there, but it's not doing anything new. So I still have that as a tab so I can kind of go back and see but yeah I am trying to embrace GA4 a little bit more. So if you listened to episode 60 which was how to spend 20 minutes a week in Google Analytics to get you the most valuable information you need, you'll know how I use Google Analytics currently and that is exactly how long I'm usually in there for 20 minutes a week, maybe an hour a month. And that is for my current role now in B2B. But it has changed over my career and and my jobs about how much I need to be in Google Analytics, how much I need to know what is happening. When I was more in an e-com role, I had to be in there a lot more. And sometimes I was teaching myself the basics or if I had a data person, even better. I definitely think data people are more common in e-com style marketing teams because there is so much data that you need to be on top of. You need to look be looking at all the things that a normal marketer would be looking at, but then also looking at things like exit pages are more critical, abandoned baskets, conversions. Is everything working? If you've just done a launch, is everything working how it's meant to be? I definitely found that there was a lot more potential and, and 
problems that came about because your website is your sales platform as well. And so adding those kinds of layers on, not only were you looking at more data points, but you also had more things that could break. So we spent a lot, lot more time in than I do now. The website at my role and at many, many B2B and probably well, B2C that aren't e-com. I'm trying to think if you'd have a B2C website if it wasn't e-com. I guess it's few and far between. But either way, we're trying to convert business in some way through our website. So e-com is obviously to, to purchase on the website, but then there could be other ways that you are trying to generate a lead or generate somebody to know about you to convert in some way into a business. I'm trying to be really broad here and hopefully it's making a little bit of sense. But even if you have a data person, even if you're an e-com, if you're not an e-com, it still really, really helps to be a well-rounded marketer to know the basics. And so if you're anything like me, you're furious that Google has changed this given us a new platform when we probably were just figuring out how to use universe analytics and we got into a good groove about it. So it's fine. We're going to go through GA4 today and I'm going to go through the why. So let's try and understand it a little bit more so that we can hopefully like it more because we all hate change and I'm trying to be more understanding. So if we can relate to it, maybe it will help us. We're also going to talk about what it does now that Universal didn't do and then I'm going to finish off with how I'm currently using it. I've only been using it for the past month because I've only had to use it for the past month. Let's start with the why. So as I mentioned, Universal Analytics was created in 2012 and so that was a really long time ago. A lot has changed in tech and it makes sense for the powerhouse tech company of Google that they need to move it on. Tech has moved so much in that time. And so when I was listening and doing a bit of research on this, the kind of two main reasons that they're citing for GA4 is to make use of machine learning and AI, which absolutely makes sense. And also from a data protection point of view, things have changed since 2012. We've had GDPR come in. And now this is a lot less reliant on cookies and personal data. It doesn't track IP tracking. So as a human, it is better because it is uh, a lot more hidden identity. I don't know how to say that, but those are kind of the two core reasons and the machine learning and AI makes sense to make it even better for us. And so we're going to start off positive saying it is a good reason why they are doing it. So what's different? So Google has said there's a, a couple of core differences on top of the data protection and making use of machine learning and AI. So this is definitely not all of them. These are just a couple of the ones that really stood out to me and the ones I kind of understand the most in how I think they're going to help me. Because again, I'm not a data marketer. And so I'm just trying to like pick out the ones that make relevant sense to me now, because GA4, of course, is going to take years to understand, or it's literal people's actual full-time job. And so I'm trying to understand enough of it and share enough of it of what I understand and how I'm going to use it. So I'm kind of taking you on this journey with me so that you know what I know about this. And maybe there's one of these areas that you think, oh, that will actually help me a lot in my marketing. I want to do kind of more of that route versus another route. Let's face it, we can't do every single thing that's on there. So even if you just pick out a couple of different things that might help you with your marketing, it's a good place to start. If I think back to 21-year-old me when I started using Universal Analytics, I remember being like, well, I'm never going to understand this. Like, no idea. I couldn't make 
top or tail I can make any sense of anything in there and I think to where I've got to and I'm like literally going there for 20 minutes find what I need and I'm out of there and I understand what I need so I'm hoping to get to that point in GA4 hopefully it won't take me 10 years but anyway I digress let's get into the first one so the first thing is that it uses a different style of tracking people. So it's more omnichannel. So it can now track users across different domains and different devices. This makes sense because in 2012, you probably had one monitor computer. You weren't having iPads, mobiles, and maybe even a home computer as well. So it can track a person's journey a lot better. So if you switch from your iPad to your mobile, it knows that it's the same person instead of it thinking that they're whole completely new people. Don't know how it works, but I know that there's omni-channel tracking. And again, makes sense, it's moved with the tech. They've improved the customization reports. So you can do a lot more different reports. And in the same breath, they've taken away a lot of the standardized reports. So in Universal Analytics, there was like over 100 reports that were just standard. Now they don't have very many standard ones at all, but you can make your own. And I'm going to talk about that at the very end when I talk about the ways that I am using the platform. So they've also enhanced the integrations with your ads. So if you do Google ads, this is a good news because it basically means that they're going to talk to each other better and they're going to understand the data better. And so it can make better recommendations for you and it can optimize your ads basically because they're talking to each other back and forth which makes sense they're both google products they should be very very integrated it should be seamless and they should be helping each other so that is an area where if you're like me and spend a lot of money in google ads that is a real real good thing to know that it does that so some of the kind of key metrics that i used in universal are gone And they're explaining it like they've got rid of some of the negative tracking things. So bounce rate's gone. I think exit rate has gone as well. And instead, they're moving to more positive reinforcements like engaged rate, how long somebody is engaged on the site. So that's definitely a new word that's in there that I'm seeing a lot, which I I didn't use in Universal Analytics. It wasn't there. So that is definitely like a different change. And I mean, it's kind of saying the same thing. It's saying instead of saying X amount of people left your site, it's saying X amount of people were engaged in your site. So it's just kind of flipping bounce rate to engagement rate, which is kind of interesting. They want you to be positive. And I guess if you're anything like me, we try and be a positive marketer. So it kind of goes with goes with my marketing personality that they wanted to make it more positive. When I opened GA4, in my head, I feel like I'd built it up and I was going to get in there and there wasn't going to be like anything that I recognized. It was going to be all different. And whilst like there are different things like engagement rate, there are a lot of the things that are the same. It's got users. It's got new users. As I said, it's got average engagement time versus bounce rate. It's got sessions. It's got users by country. It's got user activity over time. It's got pages, like most viewed pages. It's got like, what are your top events and your top conversions, which I'm going to come on to. So that's my report snapshot that I've just said to you there. And like, it's all kind of the same stuff. I thought that I went in there and I was like, I'm not going to know anything. And whilst I am definitely not using it to its full potential, at least I can get some basics in there. So sorry, I got sidetracked then on the on the uh, what's in there. So the next thing is that we can track segmented audiences. Now I've not done this yet, but it sounds really, really cool because you can literally segment people that are the same in some way and track what they're doing and analyzing them. So 
To do this, you go to the bottom of your screen, it says admin, click admin, and then if you scroll to audiences, then you can create new audiences. So I'm literally doing this with you. So new audiences you can can create. Now you can create a custom audience, but then you can also, it kind of gives you some ideas as well. So here it says you can track people that are purchasers, recently active users, seven day inactive purchasers, seven day inactive users, non-purchasers. So it does have like lots of options there. You can also segment by demographic, acquisition, and technology as well. So there is a couple of them. You can also create a custom audience where you can set the amount of days that it is and then you literally add like what the condition is. The condition can be anything from, as I said, demographic event, geography, session, time. There's so many and as you start going down that list, I think this is the first place I was like, okay, I'm overwhelmed. So it's definitely something that I wanna start with. I think I'd go really basic so if I was e-com I'd probably do abandoned baskets and if I wasn't I would probably do maybe demographics and see how people are like from the UK versus the US see how they do things differently so that's kind of an area that I think is really interesting I think it will really help us and it's something I definitely want to explore more of when I heard of that I was like that's actually so cool The next thing is attribution. Now, as marketers, we know that attribution is one of the most important things. It's really important not only to guide our strategy, but also to report back on. It's one of the kind of key statistics that are report like to the senior board because it's something that is tangible. It shows where our traffic is coming from. And someone said to me recently that attribution is so important to marketers because it's how we assign success. And I was like... That is such a good way of putting it. I'd never even thought of it that way. But it is. It's how we go, do you know what? Paid ads has brought in five leads. And so this week, that is the top performing channel. If five leads is a lot for you in the week, if you get me. And I put a lot of success in my attribution. And it is really difficult sometimes. Obviously, don't get me wrong. Direct traffic drives me mad because I'm like, where have you come from? Were you a billboard? Were you TV? What were you? So we can obviously attribute definitively when it's digital. When it's not digital, it is harder. So I know that is all of our pains. But this is something that's really cool because I love to use this stat. And so how I've been doing it at the moment is I assign, so my leads, I use HubSpot for for leads and I assign my attribution on last click there. But this new cool thing in Google has already made me think differently. So currently this year, my paid search is my highest lead channel followed by direct traffic and when I was looking at it my organic traffic leads are down and I was like what's going on like you know what are we doing what SEO isn't firing etc etc but this is super cool if you go to advertising on the left hand side so you click advertising then go down to attribution and then go down to conversion paths okay it's telling me the conversions on my website 
that stay with me people so the conversions that have happened on my website that came through paid or organic channels now usually we're all used to seeing last attribution but this has three different sections and it weights it as a percentage so it has early touch points then it has mid touch points and then it has late touch points and then below each one of those titles it says where the traffic came from so it's so great. I can literally see now that a lot of my early touch points is organic search. Whereas I was thinking flipping egg organic search isn't working at all at all. But then I can see that it kind of drops off. And then late touch points, paid search, which is basically nowhere in my early touch points and mid touch points, my late touch point, paid search and direct go to the very, very top. And that's how I'm converting people as a lead. Now, to do this, you need to have made sure that you've put your conversions in as events so that your GA4 account knows what is a conversion to you. So if you go back to admin, click on admin, and then this is where we were for audiences, there's a selection for events and there's a selection for conversions. So if I click into conversions, this is where you add whatever is a conversion for you. So as I'm B2B, my conversions here are generating a lead and they're also newsletter sign up and they're also job application submission through the website. So those are my three conversion like events. If we took business by phone, that would also be in here as a telephone click. So the other thing that you can do is you can also do an event, which is I like to do events because they're not like an event is not a conversion, but it's something significant that happens on your website that you might want to track. So for me, I've got a couple of them, which are engages on a specific landing page, an email click, a first visit, a page view, and a video view as well, or and a social click through. So they're just a couple of examples of like events, which aren't as important as a conversion but they are also like me telling google like this is important to me track this so it kind of gives me more to play with in these areas now this is somewhere where you can start really really basic but you need to tell google what is important for you for it to kind of help with some of these more relevant reports now sorry if i've lost some of you i know i've kind of gone down a bit of a a track so let's get into some of the practicalities of ga4 One of the things that is super, super annoying, and I don't know if any of you are like this, but one of my favorite things to do in Universal Analytics was to compare year on year. So I always preferred year on year comparisons versus like week on week or like versus the previous period because I was like, this is literally so unfair to measure September on August because everybody's buying pattern changes. It's not the same in September as it is in August. It's summer, everyone's chilling in August. In September, everyone's like, huh, I need to do more. So if I compared my September to my August, it'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm smashing my marketing. I'm like, actually I wasn't. Everyone was just on holiday in August and no one cared. So that's why I love to like September 2023 versus September 2022. But your GA4 is only measuring since you set up your account. So if you've just set up your GA4 account, you have no previous data to go off, which is super annoying. Now, if that is you, I would say that what I would then do is I would go off previous period for now, just so that you are at least comparing it to something. Otherwise, you don't have a benchmark. But that is something that is so annoying. I'm like, Google, you have my data. Just compare it. But I guess they can't do that because there must be some tech that's like, we're not 
doing it in the same way. They're not measuring by IP addresses anymore. It's much more in a different way. And so they don't want to like measure our data, GA4 data versus universal analytics data because it's different. If you're anything like me, when I came into my account, everything was so green and so up when I was measuring year on year. So my GA4 account was made in April last year. So I'm able to go back until April but everything's up, it's great, everything's more green. So whatever different like way that they're measuring data has been a lot, lot more positive for me. And I'm like, great, this is awesome. I hope it keeps being like super, super green and super, super up. As I've mentioned, there are not a lot of basic reports. And so you need to set up some of your own reports, which is something that I wanna definitely spend more time on. So if you go to the explore tab on the left-hand side, then it says report, it says explorations. And then it like there's different templates that you can use. There's a template gallery, or you can just make your own. So this is an area where it's getting a bit, we're getting a bit deep now. It's a bit like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And I think that you need kind of a reason of what reports that you want to do. So I only have one report at the moment, like that's, that's new in here. And that is a a good example of this is that we just had a new landing page and I wanted to know how much traffic was coming to the landing page and where the traffic was coming from. And so I did a like analysis of those and set up my own report. But if you click into it, it is very, very overwhelming. There's a lot of like different segments that you can drag or drop. So once you know what you're doing, it's absolutely fine. But I really feel like they've made this like not easy. You need to kind of do the research before you know what you're doing because you're kind of building it from scratch and there's lots of different things that you can put in there including like how you want your data visualized like what kind of graph what you want to measure what's the breakdown how many like pieces of data you either want to show so I've just got a basic one literally landing page where it's coming from and how many page views and I think that that's all I'm going to do for now because as I said if you go into the reports tab there is some kind of basics that I'm looking at so like the things that I like to track which are still the same is the users new users one thing that is new that I wanted to say so I'm jumping all over the place here one thing that I think is really cool is that they do new users by where they've come from so I can see that the biggest increase in our new users has come from direct, which is awesome. That's great. So that's really helpful as well. It definitely like without me having to build a lot of custom things, it is showing me some data. I feel like I was thinking, oh my gosh, it's not going to show me anything. So yeah, it doesn't have bounce rate, but that's kind of the only initial thing that I'm missing. So finishing off with the area that I want to spend more time in, and that is the customizing reports like I spoke to you about. I want to see more things. It is definitely more fiddly and it's a minefield. And so I think that what I'm going to do here is I'm going to do some more Google lessons on what I can do. I think that I already have the basic set up. Once you've got your events and your conversion set up and you've linked in your Google ads, at least you've got something in there. I think that my kind of biggest lesson is I need to spend more time in here. I now understand why they've done it. But I think that already just using it, it definitely seems more difficult in terms of it doesn't give you anything easy, like you're having to build it all yourself, which is definitely fine if you're a full time data person. But if you're like me, and like I'm just dabbing in and out, I just want it all set up so that I can go in and find what's relevant for me. I think that what is good is it can be much more customizable. So if I'm like, okay, 
I want to see something very, very specific, you can build a report from that and have it, which I never really found like I could do in universal analytics. So if you have a data person, it's much easier for them because you can be like, hey, I want this report and they can build it for you. And you can build dashboards, of course, like you used to build dashboards in universal analytics. They also exist. So there's a lot of opportunity there. I think I literally just tap the surface. I'm still looking at the most important things for me, which is my users, my engaged sessions, where my traffic is coming from, from an acquisition point of view and my countries. And you know what? That's enough for right now. There's definitely more things that I can do in this and I want to do in it. I'm, I'm trying to see it as a positive. It has had a lot of negative press and I understand why because it's not just there at your fingertips. But I also understand why they've done it. My advice to myself here that I'm going to say is that I need to spend more time here. I know it's boring. So well done if you've even made it this far in this podcast. But GA4 is here to stay. And so it's definitely going to make our lives easier. I really believe that. So even though we aren't the data marketers, it doesn't mean that we can't and shouldn't use it. We've got this, guys. Even though I do feel like a bit like the GA4, like now we're just going to make this for data people. I do feel like it has all of the kind of things in there. But it is kind of a case of looking around, searching, and then when you get into the more like intense places, like when you look at stuff in the Explore tab and you want to build your own reports, that's when it gets a bit bit scary. When you're doing some of the setting up initial things, like your events and your conversions, that's where it does get a little bit hairy. When I was talking about I'm setting up my conversions, so a conversion for me is somebody that fills in a lead right but they fill in that lead contact form on the website which is a HubSpot form so you need to tell GA4 that you're doing this and so for this example what you do is you go into conversions in your admin tab and then you create a custom event and then you add you have to add in HubSpot so it's event underscore name equals HubSpot underscore form and then the second row is HubSpot form ID equals and then whatever your HubSpot form ID is. So that sounds complicated, but it's just creating the custom event and then plugging in the ID form of your HubSpot account. So at least just try and do that if you're trying to get some basics. So then I know, okay, it's anybody that filled in that lead form, which is like my gold dust, that's what I want to know, it's now tracking. So I think that my advice to you is spend the time creating your events and your conversions so that you have something to measure of the most important people that come to your website as a starting point. And then we can figure out the rest from there. We can make our own reports, we can make our own subsets of data and we can make our own audiences but we could just get the basics right at the very least set up your GA4 so it's tracking the data because as I said it only goes off whenever you set up your account from so literally go and create your GA4 tomorrow if you have it now just for the sheer sake of it collecting your data so that when you do have time to spend more time in it it already is going back from that date if that makes sense I'm sure Google has loads and loads of courses on this and training on it, but they can be quite dry and quite boring. So my advice to me and you is we're going to do it bite size. We're going to do one section at a time and I will spend more time in here. I'm going to do another episode later in the season on what I've learned and what I'm using more of and what I still need to figure out. So hopefully you understand at least the very least in this podcast is why they've done it and what's different. And we're going to figure out the how. It's also really difficult to like say the how on here because I sound like I'm just saying a load of random buzzwords and it's not making any sense. But hopefully this helped. Next 
week's episode, we are going to be talking events and we're going to be talking invites and we're going to be talking tech to track and what you need to be doing. So that is coming up next week, but we have nearly hit the 30 minute mark. That is far too long to be talking about analytics. So I hope you have a wonderful, amazing day, whatever you're doing in your marketing. I'm cheering you on and I will talk to you next week. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to my Marketing Nuggets podcast. I've been your host, Emma, and I will catch you next time. Bye for now.